Okay, so let's listen to another record. And uh, I want to listen to a record uh, by Elliot Fisher, uh, which is called Anne. The Land of Make-Believe, and was released in 1976 on an album titled In the Land of Make-Believe. Now, this will, of course, sound familiar to many listeners, especially those who are quite familiar with, um, you know, what was played at The Loft and one of David's favourite records from Prince Street, uh, notoriously, was Chuck Mangione's Land of Make-Believe featuring Esther Satterfield. And the lyrics um, to that song are, you know, glorious and seem to be kind of, you know, seem to capture the essence of what it, you know, felt like to go into the loft the loft, and to dance, spend a night dancing there. It was like you were in a magical land, effectively, where all of your dreams could come true, or did come true. Um, so I believe that album was released in 1973. David didn't get to hear it until... He moved to Prince Street, however, uh, so a couple of years later at least, I believe he kind of got to hear the record somehow through the record pool. Maybe it was passed to the pool as kind of leftovers by a record company. Um, So why am I playing the Elliot Fisher uh, version rather than the Chuck Mangione version? And that's because David uh, specifically said that he didn't actually think that The Land of Make Believe by Chuck Mangione was a prelude record. Uh, He thought it was maybe more of an intro record or something that he might even play later. Uh, I mean, I think this is partly to with this kind of, you know, quite melodramatic kind of, you know, element. It's kind of heavily orchestrated. It's quite dramatic. Uh, It's very sprightly. Um, so again, this is a this is a specu- it's a speculative um, it's a bit of speculation that um, David played Elliot Fisher's in the in, sorry the land of make believe at all and also in particular as a prelude record, but it seems possible because I do know that this is an album that he had in his collection. <laughs> What we can hear here is, uh, you know, I, I think this is a really great version, actually. It's a really great cover. Um, um, and it's very sprightly. It's obviously very, very jazzy. It's kind of, you know, it's even paced. So there's it's there's not difficult. But it also has this kind of, you know, some of the solo parts are pretty quirky and interesting and off the wall. So you're, you're certainly entering into something that doesn't feel quite, you know, isn't completely predictable. Um, or representative of what might one expect of an easygoing jazz uh, jazz record. Um, so I think, um, you know, I'd have personally been very happy to hear this as a prelude record, maybe moving into the intro record, although maybe David just thought that, you know, you know, the Chuck Manjone version was the be-all and end-all and, and nothing could compare to that. I honestly, I don't know. I would love to be able to ask David. So, yeah, so let's hear a, you know, let's try and get into, uh, play two more records. And the first one I want to play is um, the Fortune Plango Valnera. And it's uh, from the composer Carl Orr, O-double-R, and a uh, an album or composition titled Carmina Burana uh, and this is performed by the Cleveland Orchestra. Hey, 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 hey. 
So, well, uh, I bet you weren't expecting that, or, um, well, maybe you were, but um, why this record? Well, again, it's speculative, but only part speculative. This is a record, an album that David has in his collection. I do know, um, and have been you know, told by several people, and David himself, that he would often tune the system by playing uh, orchestral or classical music. Um, and he loved testing the, the limits of the system by um, playing orchestral music, um, partly because of its dynamic range could, you know, stretch a system to its limit. And David was always interested in seeing how, you know, what it could take. And, well, this is, a, you know, an incredibly dynamic a piece of music uh, in terms of its recording, you know, values. Um, it's operatic, it's powerful, uh, it's got range, it's very dramatic. Um, would David have played this at a party? Well, certainly he would play orchestral music um, at the beginning of a party. I've already touched on Vivaldi's The Four Seasons and The Nutcracker. Well, you could say that Vivaldi's The Four Seasons is a lot more easygoing, and that's true, but yeah, what can I say? Um, you know, maybe if David was going to play this, um, well, I don't know. Uh, people would, honestly, you go to the loft and you're in that room and in that setting and you're open to everything and you have this sound system there that is, you know, the best in the city, basically. And honestly, why? you know, I, I know that David loved this kind of music. <laughs> 